Welcome to Pastor Matters, the podcast of the Center for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We hope this conversation will both equip and encourage you to lead healthy churches that make disciples for the glory of God. Hi, I'm Brandon Ward. I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Pastor Matters. This week, I'm joined again by Dr. Dwayne Milioni to discuss pastoral internships. Dr. Milioni serves on our preaching faculty here at Southeastern. He also serves as the director for the PhD in preaching. On top of his responsibilities at Southeastern, Dr. Milioni is the senior pastor at Open Door Church, where he has served for over two decades. Brother, I'm thankful for you taking the time to have a conversation that both of us are extremely passionate about. Good to be back with you, Brandon, and so grateful for all that uh, you and Ron Jew are doing for the center. So you started a intensive pastoral internship program at our church many years ago that has since seen dozens upon dozens of aspiring pastors who are now currently pastoring. I myself have had the, the honor and privilege to be a part of this pastoral internship at Open Door. But before we get into any questions, I was wondering if you could just share a little bit about the, the internship program at Open Door and just how it got started. Coming here to Southeastern and becoming the lead pastor at, at Open Door kind of collided. And I had a number of guys like you that uh, were finishing their seminary training, but they weren't being finished in terms of preparation or equipping for pastoral ministry or missions. And so I, f- I really felt like the, there was a need for local church equipping and doing it sort of consort with the seminary. So we, we started informally and then kind of became more formal as to what it would look like. And uh, it's, been, it's been a blessing really to be a part of it for now 20 plus years and seeing the fruit that's being born. I, I was... Uh, I was really convicted by so much of what Paul says in the pastoral letters, but Second Timothy two, uh, you know where Paul is encouraging Timothy to be to be strengthened uh, by the grace that Christ would would give him. But but he says, look, I, what you've learned from me, I need you to entrust that to faithful men who will be able to teach others. And so Paul sets up this generational equipping model for us, and I've just been trying my best to replicate that. So why are pastoral internships so important? If there's a pastor listening to this right now who, who doesn't have anything like this in place, what, why might he want to consider doing it? Well, I didn't have it, and I made a, a ton of mistakes as a result of not having a mentor, a father in the faith, a Paul, uh, when I was a Timothy. So there's this, there's this necessary mentoring relationship, father-son relationship, that every, every young pastor needs. Uh, of course, you know, the analogy is our family. If, if, if you had a dad who loved you and provided a model for you that, that it, it resolved so many issues and kept you from so many mistakes, if you didn't have that, then you're, ha- you're having to learn. Do, I mean, being a pastor where you're basically, you're, you're trying to figure it out on your own is, is dangerous. Right. And, and sometimes the mistakes that you make are hard to overcome. So I think it's just this necessary biblical spiritual relationship between a mature pastor, a father in the faith, and the young pastor that allows not only health in the pastor's life, but I think 
can make him a much better shepherd when he's tasked to do so. Can you spend maybe the next few minutes explaining in detail what a meeting in this internship typically looks like? What do you typically do when you're meeting with the guys in this internship program? So we, the way that I design mine is kind of two parts. So we have our interns or our residents meet as a group, uh, both spring and fall, about eight times. We have a big group meeting. And then every intern is being assigned a mentor. It could be me. It could be another elder, one of our key staff people. And so when we're not meeting in the big group, they have a, a one-on-one or a one-on-two mentoring meeting. Now, that meeting, I think, is as important or even more important at times than the big meeting because mm-hmm. when you're with your mentor, you can ask questions. And I really encourage the guys, come with questions, all kinds of questions, church, family, personal life, anything. So you've you, you got more attention being given, more accountability. It's just that, that wonderful intimacy of, of having sort of a mentor, a spiritual father. When we, when we have the group meetings, right? So let's say we meet anywhere from a dozen to 14, 15 times a semester or spring and fall, eight group meetings, seven or eight individual meetings. The group meetings, I try to accomplish a couple of things. One, I, I want to walk through the pastoral epistles with the guys. You actually make them memorize the pastoral yes, epistles. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I think it would be a good for you to quote an entire the entirety of First Timothy before we end this uh, podcast today. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, it's so easily forgotten, but but there is something, as you know, about memorizing God's word that's helpful that really allows it to drill down. But yeah, so I have the guys memorize the pastorals. They quote back the pastorals. So we're taking expositionally, we go through the pastoral epistles. I can't think of a better resource in a local church if you are training young men for ministry than the pastoral epistles. It's the reason why they've been given to us. So I go into great detail uh, doing exposition on that, trying to make it applicable for future ministry. But then we, we look at various topics. So we're looking at pastoral ministry. Uh, we're looking at the role of the shepherd. We're looking at administration, oversight of the church, the role of the bishop. We're, we're looking at the role of the elder. So we're making sure we cover the ground, those grounds. We do in-depth study on the church. So we're really focusing heavily on ecclesiology. And then, of course, as you know, we're a church planting church, church revitalizing church. So we take an entire uh, section or semester on on missions and, and missions methodology. Right. I think, you know, you mentioned some of the things that, that we did. I think for me, when I was uh, an intern, one of the things I appreciated the most was the time you took out of your schedule to invest in me. You you were the mentor I was assigned to. And, you know, we had our, our one-on-one meetings where we could talk about anything and everything. But if I if I really had to pick a favorite part of the internship for me, I would have to say it was uh, when we you would have our family over for dinner, uh, having the opportunity to talk with you and and your wife and to have that conversation over this fantastic Italian meal that was just always so good to me was one of my, the most formative aspects of the entire internship. So for pastors listening to this who are trying to think, you know, what are the the things that I can do 
to get a program like this started or to start pouring into someone who who I feel is uh, has desires for pastoral ministry, one of the, the best things you can do is just to simply be there, to spend time with them, to let them see you in other roles, let them mm-hmm. see you as a father, let them see you as a husband. You know, I, I always say doing doing those things, letting them see you in those spaces is able to teach more than mm-hmm. any lecture mm-hmm. that you could mm-hmm. possibly type up or speak. And I, and brother, yeah. you just did such a good job well, I appreciate doing that. that. Yeah, I, sure. I, I, I appreciate that. And I, I greatly appreciate my wife who is willing and also desires to be that for our wives. Um, I do think there's a a really important sense of genuineness and sincerity that's lacking amongst pastors and, you know, humility to the best that we can show you our flaws and our real lives. I think the better. Absolutely. Another aspect of this, which, which I'd love to, to talk a little bit about was the position papers. Mm. Uh, one of the things that, that, that you do in, in the internship is have the interns write position papers covering a lot of different things. Uh, I remember uh, we wrote one on alcohol and marijuana use, which led mm-hmm. to a very interesting discussion mm-hmm. uh, among the amongst the guys. Uh, you had us write one on divorce and remarriage, which was which was very challenging, but very fruitful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why why do you have the guys write these position papers, and why should pastors consider adding this into a, an internship program of their own? Well, you want to cover your your Bible. You want to cover your doctrine. There are some things that pastors will run across that if they have a firm position on, you know, we're talking now about like the tertiary issues, right? right? But those tertiary issues can mean the difference between a healthy church or an unhealthy church, or how do you deal with a certain member? So I try to I try to pull out some of those common tertiary issues that pastors face and and get the guys to write a simple two-page, three-page paper on that they could maybe even present to a member if they're a pastor and they say, hey, what's your position on use of alcohol or what's your position on giving or whatever? And what's your position on divorce? And you can say, actually, I've, I've written a little paper on it. It's easy to read and here it is. So I, I, I try to provide something practical that I hope will be helpful in the future. And for any potential intern that just may happen to listen to this, if I could just give you some advice, when a position paper is assigned and there's a deadline given, submit the position paper by the deadline if you don't want your pastor to roast you. (laughs) I remember I made the mistake one time of of coming up with an excuse we had just had adeline uh our youngest and we were it sounds like you're still making the excuse <laughs> to me but let me tell the story we 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 you know there's a, it was a busy weekend and sure enough that monday rolls around and i had the paper mostly written but it wasn't finished and you asked was there anybody who didn't finish their position papers and i just happened to be the only one that raised that raised my hand and I remember you asked, well, why didn't you get it done? And I said, well, you know, my wife just had a baby. And then you said, you just blamed your, your inability to get a paper done on your baby. And, and sure enough, there was no, nothing I could say could get me out of it. And 
and you 30 minutes into the day that's the important thing right 30 you, minutes into well I, it's hard not to 30 minutes into the internship <laughs> meeting somebody walks in late and he's like oh you missed it brandon blame not doing an, a position paper on his baby so i will <laughs> never forget that <laughs> that will always be ingrained in my head you're, well, so you're, welcome. you're welcome any intern listening get the paper done don't yes. blame it on your baby there you go uh, <laughs> But in all seriousness, one of the other components of the internship that you that you try to include is allowing guys to practice baptism, the Lord's Supper. Why why are these important opportunities to include into the, the mentorship? Yeah, it's you, we can't assume guys have done it. We we can't assume that they've had any experience, and so you know, internship does allow for the real nuts and bolts of shepherding ministry to be practiced in a safe environment. So it's always fun to watch guys attempt to baptize or practice baptism and fumble around and drop people in the tub and handle the elements of the Lord's Supper. I just think those are, are, are I, as I look back, those are some of my, my good memories of just, you know, watching guys who really want to, to do this well. Mm. Um, and, and just working through the, the aspects of it, you know, we, we encourage guys to sit in on staff meetings and sit in on an elders meeting and, 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 and spend time with all of the key staff people to learn what they do. I mean, all of that is so helpful. We just can't assume anybody knows. Right. Right. And so, um, yeah, these are sort of the, the, the fun preseason, if you call it training that we do before before guys are, are in the game of pastoral ministry. Absolutely. How can pastors identify guys that should be a part of the internship? You know, what, what should that conversation look like if there's a guy who a pastor feels like really is gifted and might, might need to be a part of a program like this? What would that conversation look like? I get this question a lot, and most pastors don't have the opportunity that I do being near a Bible college or a seminary. Uh, so what do they do then? But I do believe that every every church that a pastor is leading and growing, that God will produce a Timothy and a Titus. And so I think there has to be this sense where a pastor is always, always on the lookout for who that Timothy and that Titus is. Could be a deacon, could be someone who's newly in, in the church, but you see potential. And 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 then once you once you see that potential then I think you should just sort of slowly investigate that. Uh, are, they, are they faithful, right? We use the, the FAT, the FAT analogy. Are, are, are they faithful as a member? Are, are they available? Uh, are, they willing, are, are they willing to meet with you? Are they teachable, right? And, and when, you, when you get a sense of that, you, you may have yourself a Timothy. Now, again, it may just be one. That's fine. Or a couple of guys. But, but pretty much, I would say, regardless of the size of your church, you're going to have those guys. And, and they may have never thought that mm. they would be useful as an elder in a church, a leader mm. in the church. I mean, some of my great, some of my favorite experiences at my church have been when I've asked a guy out to lunch and I've, I've just opened up the conversation. And I've said, hey, have you ever thought about being an elder? And they just kind of shockingly looked at me. And then I remember the last time I did it, the guy was sort of embarrassed. He says, I, I'm embarrassed to say this, but yes, I just never mm. thought that I would 
be asked, or I never thought that I would be the right guy. And I said, so you have thought about it. And, and just having that experience where having them sit under the teaching of the word and experiencing a healthy church, and you kind of see them just sort of rise up and you see the qualifications that the Bible lists and you go, maybe, you know? So again, it's, for us, it's a long road. I mean, we take years, as you know, uh, before we're willing to affirm anybody or send anybody or approve them in leadership at our church, but it's worthwhile. It's an investment, right? As you know, but it's 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 worthwhile. Absolutely. So you you know you mentioned that that Open Door is near Southeastern, which means there's a, a pretty big pool of of guys that aspire to ministry. Would you say that a pastoral internship is something aspiring pastors should consider, even if they're pursuing theological education? And if so, why? Absolutely. I think the why is they need that mentoring relationship. They, you cannot experience pastoral life, pastoral work, you know, in the classroom of Mm -hmm. a seminary structure in that environment. Seminaries are great. I love being a part of one, but we are severely unable to equip and fine tune a, a man for pastoral ministry. That, that has to be done with the local church. And as you know, you work at Southeastern. We would say that from our president down, we would say, ultimately, it's the local church's responsibility to train and equip pastors. We're just a resource, right? So I'm really glad that I didn't have to teach you Greek and Hebrew because that would have been awkward and it would have been elementary. We would have figured it out, but it wouldn't have been pretty. So knowing that you can get that from well-equipped profs and, and, and some other things is a huge asset. But you ultimately, you're my responsibility and the other elders of the church and, and, and not the responsibility of a parachurch organization like a seminary or a Bible college. Now, you don't want to overstate what a seminary is or can't be. You want to have a good definition of what the seminary yeah. does and its capabilities. You know, this is something Ron Jor and I were talking about a few weeks ago when we had this discussion on theological education. It is absolutely possible for you to take every single course in the catalog at a seminary and still be missing a big chunk that you can only get serving in a local church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so absolutely, you you definitely want to do both if you're able. What are some warnings you would give to pastors who want to start an internship program at their church? I'm sure it hasn't always been a smooth road. There might've been some bumps in the road. So what warnings would you give? Well, it's going to take time. You've got to be willing to carve out the time. It's going to take resources, right? You, you're going to need to have to carve out a little bit of your budget or maybe uh, a significant part of it. Uh, there's, got to be, there's got to be a sense where the church is affirming that, right? So they, the church needs to see the importance of it, and that may take some time. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to choose the wrong guys. You're, you know, there's a learning curve to it. You, you cannot neglect the women. I made a huge mistake in doing internship for guys for like a dozen years. And then I realized, uh-oh, why are, are some of the single women that you're sending out to serve in churches or serve on the mission field crashing and burning? Why are the wives of the guys that you've poured years into crashing and burning? And I was like, oh, Dwayne, you're so dumb. Why haven't you been investing in women and so I had my wife and we put together a women's internship and that's been which really outnumbers important. the men, right? 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, my wife outnumbers <laughs> me. So yeah, she has three times the amount. It's amazing when we, when we put together again, it was, it was, it was by, because of my own failures and not thinking about it earlier, I was having guys who were having to, to leave ministry or leave the mission field because their wives just weren't, weren't able to continue on. And, and, and I, I, that's my failure. So we started equipping them and it's been tremendously helpful. But what's interesting is when my wife said to our church, we are now doing a women's internship. She had the first year, she had 75 women sign up. I was so humbled by that because, you know, I think our wives are more godly than we are anyway, but just, just the sense of, I've always wanted this. I yeah. thought maybe it would never be for me. And it, it has been huge. So you're also making a commitment, I think, to the women when you do it, but it's worthwhile. I really want to emphasize the strengths uh, are, are worth it. And you, you talk about the benefit of your church, like all of my elders have been through it. And, you know, the majority of our elders aren't seminary trained, but they've been through internship. Uh, the most most of our our uh, small group leaders have been through it. And then everyone that we send, right? The dozens right. that we have sent. And so it, it's worth it. Absolutely. So three more questions. You know, we, we've talked about it. You've, you've had many guys go through this, this pastoral internship program, and you've been doing it for many years. What has been one of the most encouraging things you've witnessed from the internship at Open Door over the years? What comes to mind, a lot of things come to mind. What comes to mind is our elders, our current elders, and just to be able to serve with them and, and have them shepherd me. So that, that's huge. And the other one is just watching the guys take on ministry and, and, and work through the challenges of ministry and, and just grow up, you know, just do right. what Second Timothy 2, 2 says. You know, I always feel like a, a, a dad and I feel like a grandfather, you know, spiritual grandfather. It's good. And, and, you know, a lot of our guys, as you know, are doing their own internships. Just to see the model being replicated, it's, uh, it's humbling. You know, we had Zach Nelson on a, a few weeks ago, and one of the things I was telling him as an intern is it's been really encouraging to see the guys that I was in a room with, you know, a couple months ago, just all over the place. You know, we got mm. guys in Texas, guys in mm. North Carolina planning churches, guys in Arizona, and it's just, it's just amazing to see how you can be in one room every week you know, studying the scriptures together, leaning on one another, having ridiculous conversations and just learning from one another to, to go from that to all of a sudden, everybody's just all over the place. Yeah, and yeah. man, it's just the testament to how well these things work and, mm -hmm. and just the bonds, the strong bonds. You know, mm -hmm. I still have really close relationships with uh, a lot of the guys I was in the, the mentorship with that are no longer at Open Door. Mm -hmm. And those will be friendships that I'll treasure for, for years to come. Are there any resources you'd recommend pastors using during their internship program, especially guys that are thinking about getting started from, you know, from scratch? What are some things that they might could use? There's a lot of resources. Now, again, I would advocate you begin with the pastorals and uh, walk them through the pastorals. Uh, but um, uh, beyond that, so many good resources. So the first place to go is Nine Marks. Mm. Nine Marks exists to provide resources for pastors in healthy churches. I just quoted their mission statement. 
Ryan, their CEO, will thank me for that. But uh, they're they're fantastic, and they're available, they're reachable, they're understandable. You don't you, you don't need to have seminary trained guys to go through your internship with nine mark stuff. It, yeah. it, it just takes them from the very beginning. Yeah. So I, I mean, I even have my, one of the little books oh, on the side yeah. and yeah. they're really it, good for just yeah. walking through. Yeah. yeah. Very available. And then the nine marks podcasts, the pastor's talks, everything. Uh, of course, you know what you're doing, you and Ron, you are doing at the center, lots of, of availability there, but but I, I would also add, last thing, is have them read, 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 read. We're losing the art of reading. Have them dig into books old and new. Have them read uh, Spurgeon's lectures to the students. Have them, have them read Baxter, the Reformed pastor. Have them read Bucer's Concerning the True Care of the Souls. Uh, have them read these great old books. Have them read some good new books. You know, uh, Derek Prime and, and Alistair Begg on, on being a pastor. Um, Harold St. Bill's, The Care of the Souls. Uh, there's just so many good read. Paul Tripp's A Dangerous Calling. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Um, maybe avoid some of the fluffy stuff and, and maybe avoid um, some of the, the stuff that, you know, might be more geared just towards certain aspects of like church growth and, and whatnot. I mean, those are available, but I really would encourage in this type of thing more of just the heart of a shepherd, the heart of a pastor. What does it mean? And uh, and, and do your basic equipping there. Hmm. That's helpful. Any final encouragements you'd give to pastors listening right now who are either in the beginning processes of an internship program at their church or that are now, after listening to this episode, preparing for an internship process? It, it will be, as you look back, if you do this and if you commit to it, it will be one of the, if not the most important thing that you'll do. And, mm -hmm. and I, I really am not trying to exaggerate. I, I would say personally that it is one of the, if not the most important thing that I have done in my 23 years at, uh, at my church. Mm, absolutely. And, and, and if you, if you need help, just, just call. Uh, if, if, if I might just briefly, Brandon, just uh, contact the pillar network as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you got the, the center there, but, we, we have a wonderful partnership with Southeastern. Uh, uh, we have an upcoming training. I think it's actually full, though, on this very thing. Our, our, our spring intensive is on pastoral internships and residencies. But even if it's full, um, the, the content will be available later if, uh, if anyone's interested. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you're following the Pillar Network so that you can get access to those resources well, that'll do it for this week, brother. Thank you again for joining the conversation and sharing these insights. And we want to thank you for listening to another episode of Pastor Matters. If you found this episode helpful, consider leaving us a five-star rating and review. We'd love to hear any feedback you would be willing to give us. As always, it is our mission at the Center for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership to equip and encourage pastors. And I hope we've done that today with our conversation.